Welcome to Second Cherry, almost a Eurovision podcast. This week, we travel to Croatia. Hello and welcome to Second Cherry. I'm Matt. And I'm Monty. This is the podcast that revives the songs that didn't make it to the Eurovision Song Contest. Each week, we take you through a different country's national final and pick the song that we think deserves a second chance. A second bite of the cherry. Yes, and at the end of the series, it's you, the listeners, who vote for your favourites. And at our live event, we crown the winner of the second cherry song contest. Hello, Monty. Hello, Matt. How are you? I'm really good. How's you? I'm very good, thanks. We've got some, we've got two pieces of exciting news this week. We do. Let's start with the first. The first is we have... A special guest. <laughs> a friend. A friend of the parish. <laughs> We've got Eurovision blogger, Eurovision podcaster, Eurovision writer, radio host, even Eurovision commentator, Lisa Jane Lewis. Hello. Hello. How are you? Very well, thanks. How are you? Good. Yeah, good. I've done a lot, haven't I, Eurovision? <laughs> Whatever there is to do at Eurovision, you've blagged your way into doing it. <laughs> I have. The one, the one thing I've not done, which is what I want to do, is actually sing at the flipping thing. But, you know. But you have tried. I have tried a couple of times, yeah. And I haven't given up yet. <laughs> <laughs> we shall be watching out for you in the in the echelons of a Moldovan final. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't want to, I just want to do. I want to do backing vocals for somebody. That's what I want to do. That's what I really love doing, musically speaking. So that um, would be amazing. I want to day. be on the Eurovision stage, but I can't sing. So my only hope is being the presenter. But I think presenting Second Cherry, the live show, is probably as close as I get. Which brings us to <laughs> our second piece of news. Matt, what is it? Well, we announced it at this Eurofest just gone. More on that later. But uh, the announcement is that on Friday, the 8th of October, we are returning to the RVT, the Royal Vauxhall Tavern. And uh, we've got a live show. That's our live show. Just Woo-hoo! like it was two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. We yeah. get to do a live final in the Vauxhall Tavern with our friend Eurofest. Thank you for having us again. Yeah. We don't know who the artist is yet, the, the guest artist or well, any... Well, Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you were at the last one, Lisa Jane, weren't you? How how was it for you being like just a spectator? Oh, it was great. I love Eurofest and uh, I've never done a Euro bash and I want to do that as well, but Eurofest is great. I've been to a few of them now. Um, and I, I was thinking, I think that's the last time that I saw both of you in person was at the RVT, and that's almost two years ago, the night when Kano were there, and we did Second Cherry. Wow. It's a long old time, isn't it? What COVID has robbed us of is nobody's business. Mm. But we are hopefully back. Fingers crossed that everything goes all right. And we would love to see as many of you there as possible. The tickets are not on sale yet. We don't know when, but we will let you know um, through our social channels, which we'll give you at the end of the show. And... um, also on the episode, if the recording and everything times in well together. But fabulous news, very <laughs> yeah. exciting. So what else have we got going on this week? Oh, mailbag, Monty. Yes, we've had some uh, comments on social media. Um, we've got Bob, who said, if you haven't listened to Second Cherry before, this episode is the perfect start with a short history lesson. Niche, yes, it's about songs that didn't reach Eurovision. Silly? 
absolutely not. I think it is, Bob. <laughs> but it all, but it's always a laugh, and I hope it carries over for years and years. Ah, oh, thank you, Bob. Bob is our biggest fan, and we absolutely love the gorgeousness that is Bob. In fact, if you weren't already married to a gorgeous husband, we would marry you ourselves <laughs> because we love you so much. <laughs> Actually, maybe there's room for four of us in this marriage. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that after the recording. <laughs> <laughs> We've also got a comment from um, uh, 58 Points on um, Twitter, uh, which is our friend, John Egan. Uh, I love how meta the second Cherry podcast on Spain was. The episode was a simulcra for the Spanish national final. Well, and we've had a reply to that from somebody called Matt Baker uh, with a gif of uh, a, a funny looking dog saying, haha, and what's the meta with that? I, th- <laughs> I think that's... Just gone better, actually, because I've <laughs> just been very self-referential. <laughs> That's our mailbag this week. Uh, we would love to hear from you, so we'll let you know how to get in touch at the end of the show. But we should get on with the show. Yeah, we really should. <laughs> Lisa Jane's been very patiently. <laughs> no, it's great. I'm getting the news ahead of it going out. It's wonderful. <laughs> I just had a thought about Eurofest. That's your birthday and my birthday week, Monty, as well. It is, yes. My birthday is 3rd of October. And And mine's the 4th. The 4th. So it's just after that, yeah. So people can come and celebrate our birthday with us as well. Indeed they can. Yeah, and buy us drinks. Buy us drinks. Buy us the drinks. Subliminal messaging. (laughs) Buy us drinks. You've had enough. (laughs) (laughs) So talking of drinking, um, Croatia... Let's have a look at their history in Eurovision. Croatia made their debut as an independent nation in 1993 with the song Don't Ever Cry by Put, which came 15th out of 25 songs with 31 points. Uh, that song competed in the first playoff that year, the Kvalifikatsias Milstri, which saw seven new countries uh, compete for three slots in the Eurovision final. However, Croatia was at Eurovision as part of Yugoslavia since 1961, and 10 of Yugoslavia's uh, entries came from Croatia, including their only win, the song Rock Me by Riva in 1989. Croatia's participated 26 times. They missed 2014 and 15 for financial reasons. In the early days, I think Croatia felt like a bit of a new powerhouse. They, in the 90s, they had two fourth places, Maja Blagdan and Doris Dragovic, a fifth place, Daniela, and a sixth place by Magazine and Lydia. But they've kind of dropped off a bit since then. They've only been, they haven't been in the top 10 since 2001. Now, they always qualified during the years that qualification was based on the previous year's record. It was only after the introduction of the televised semis that we have now that they started to not qualify. And they've not qualified eight times. In fact, they've only qualified twice in the 2010s. Nina Kralic, who we will be hearing from tonight, and Jacques Hudek are Croatia's only finalists in the last decade. In fact, they've only qualified four times since Moja Stikla. And Moja Stikla 
classic as it is Euro a long time ago Euro Club um, classic 2006 but I, you know I think they've had some some cracking tunes in those early years Sveta Lubav Nikamineswane Maria Magdalena Moya Stikla and even there's a certain charm to Jacques Houdex my friend uh, okay I don't know I don't know any <laughs> <laughs> any Croatian favourites Lisa Jane well not Jacques Houdex that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> Um, I I was listening to your intro on, on Croatia and sort of sitting here nodding and agreeing. Yeah, they they kind of hit like big time, then kind of it's been a slow kind. It's been a slow peter out for Croatia, hasn't it? Not not a sort of exit in a big flurry of drama. They've just sort of trickled down and just sort of bob along neatly with some qualifications, some where they haven't qualified, where you thought they probably should have done, some maybe where they have. Jakudek. Well, they shouldn't have. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I I was a big fan of Nina Kraljic in uh, in Stockholm. I really love that song, and I still do. It's still on my playlist. I still absolutely adore that song. Um, I wasn't so keen on the staging of it, maybe, uh, or the styling of it more um, than the staging. But the um, the song, I, it's a it's a cracking little song. I really I really love that. It's great. There was some, yeah, something going on with that outfit. <laughs> <laughs> I think it won the Barbara Dex Award that it year. Did, as well. yeah. It yeah. did, yeah. She did get yeah. Dex that, that year. Yeah, it certainly fits their new definition of what the Barbara Dex is meant to be, which is the, the mo- no, most noteworthy frock of the night. So that's Croatia's history in a nutshell. Matt, tell us about the national final this year. Well, Dora was held on the 13th of Feb in Opatia, in a sports hall in Opatia. Dora's been used since 1993 as the national final for Croatia, but there's been some notable years from 2012 onwards, pretty much, they didn't use it. And then it was back in 2019. This year, though, they had 140 entries, which is quite good, actually. I still think anything over 100 is pretty good entry. Um, so 140 entries, a five-member expert panel um, sort of judged and sort of put together the shortlist and selected 14 artists and songs for the competition. And HRT, the broadcaster, announced the competing entries on the 15th of December, nice and early for us, bloggers and writers. And amongst those artists was Tony Satinsky, who represented Croatia in 1994, and Nina Kraudic, who represented in 2016, as we just said. The winner of Dora was determined by a 50-50 combination of votes and 10 regional juries and a public televote. The viewers and the juries each had a total of 580 points to award. Um, each of the 10 jury groups distributed their points in Eurovision style. The viewer vote was based on the percentage of votes of each song achieved through telephone and SMS voting. It's all very complicated. It's all very Eurovision. It's all also the format that we use at Second Cherry. Yes, it is. (laughs) Not that complicated, love. You do the scoreboard. (laughs) The winner, as we now know, was Albina with the song TikTok. Let's have a little listen of that right now. Yuri, 
usual question then. I'm going to throw it to you, Lisa Jane. Uh, TikTok, did the right song win this national final? I think there were three songs in this national final that were worthy winners, if you like, of it. Um, and I think we'll talk about two of them. Uh, and in fact, we'll talk about three of them because this was one of them. So we'll talk about the other two as well, because I think they're on the list. I think just before we get started, I think Dora, since it's come back in these last two, so this is the third year of its like reincarnation, I think they found a really sweet spot of how to do a national final. It's always a delight to watch. It's one of my favourites and I, I want to go to it one day. Um, it'd be lovely to go and, and be there. I just think they've done such a great job in, in reviving it and finding really good tunes, whether they win or not. There's, there's always a great selection in the Croatian national final. Mm. I think that there was a lot of um, the production was great and they had like their own little theme tune and the graphics. It, they've put it. Yeah, you're right. It, it's, that's notable this year. They really, really stand up um, and deliver a good, good national final. Yeah. So, Monty, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not sure that it is the right song that won, even though I think it is a song that got a lot of fans on board. I like it but I don't love it. It's not a song I'd necessarily select to play, but it's also not a song I'd skip if it comes on. Um, I'm quite engaged with it while it's on and I enjoy it, but I'm really engaged with it outside of listening to it. Mm. It didn't qualify, as we know. So, you know, maybe one of the other songs that we're going to talk about tonight might have qualified. It was 11th in the semi-final. It just missed out um, 110 points, five points behind ticks for Norway, which managed to scrape in from that first <laughs> semi-final. But what else was on offer? Let's have a look at some of the songs in this year's Dora. So the first song that we're going to hear is somebody we've already mentioned tonight. It's Nina Kralic, who was performing as Nina Kralic and Alkanost of Balkan with the song Rijeka, or River. Now, we mentioned Nina tonight a few times, one of only two songs that's qualified for Croatia in the 2010s. Matt, what did you think of this? One word describes this to me. It's kind of bigness. It was big. Um, <laughs> it was quite rousing. Um, she's in what I would kind of describe as Roman gladiator cosplay. Um, and I think there was a, a, a bit of uh, incongruous sort of stage in here. There was a pole dancer who looked a little bit plonked on stage. Mm -hmm. um, there's another dancer kind of wanders on and greets her. There's, I liked some of the LED effects on the floor, mm -hmm. uh, but as a song, it, you know, it was, it was, yeah, it was quite rousing. I, I quite liked it. Big finish, slightly odd staging, um, but yeah, big. I liked it. It went big in the hall. As we've mentioned, I loved her song Lighthouse, so my interest was piqued about what she might bring to this, and I wasn't disappointed. Um, it's a song 
about being an actual river. She's singing about meandering and flowing and working her way through the nature and the mountains to the sea. And it's a very striking song. There's lots of folk elements, traditional elements. Um, she's quite resplendent in her, in her outfit. And we have to be careful talking about fashion because we have a genuine fashionista <laughs> on the other end of the line with us tonight who can describe things much better than we can. But yeah, I like this. I just want to say, um, before I come to you, Lisa, what the Alkonost is. It's um, according to Slavic mythos and folklore, uh, it is a woman-headed bird. It makes amazingly beautiful sounds, and those who hear these sounds forget everything they know and want nothing more ever again. She lives in the underworld with her counterpart, the Syrian. The Alkonost lays her eggs on a beach and then rolls them into the sea. When the Alkonost's eggs hatch, a thunderstorm sets in, and the sea becomes so rough that it becomes impossible to traverse. Well, there you go. Sounds like a night in Vauxhall for me. <laughs> Do you think that was coming across on the stage? What did you think, Lisa Jane? <laughs> I, I mean, I really love this. Kind of every everything that you said, Monty. For me, this is what I want in a Eurovision song. I want something to have. You know, in the wine world, I spent some time working in the wine industry. There's this word called terroir, which is kind of you can't really explain it. But in a what it sets a wine in the place. It's everything that goes in to make a French wine French and an Italian wine Italian or a Chilean mm-hmm. wine Chilean. And I all I talk about the terroir songs quite a lot when I'm writing about them. And and this song had some proper like Croatian Balkan terroir to it. You know, it, it you knew where it came from. And I like when I know where songs come from as opposed to generic Scandi pop stuff which there's a place for that but I don't want it all over the place one thing I do want to say um as a put my singer's hat on now Nina has worked incredibly hard on her vocal and that shows in spades in the difference between Lighthouse where she was good and Rieka where she's great her vocal tone and quality has moved on so much in five years you can tell she spent a lot of time working and developing and growing her vocal muscles so I want to I definitely want to put that out there and and sort of congratulate her not that she'll ever hear this or maybe she will um, but congratulate her on that because I I can tell how just how hard she's worked I would agree with that I thought the quality of the singing was was absolutely brilliant um it's interesting that you said this is exactly what I want from so that was the comment that came up in the team when we were discussing this as well. Somebody said this kind of gives you all the ingredients, exactly what you want in a, in a Balkan Eurovision song. Um, so, yeah, I'd agree with that. You know, she she may not hear this. Um, I don't know if she's back on her social media after. Yes. She, she, she <laughs> had a bit of a strop after the show. Um, I'm just going to read this out because it's a summary of kind of what happens. Nina wrote several posts on Facebook and Instagram where she insinuates that the organisers of Dora sabotaged her victory. She complained that this year's Dora order of participants wasn't determined by a draw. Obviously, she considered it a big disadvantage that her song Rieka was the opening act. Furthermore, Nina mentioned that many people wrote to her that they weren't able to vote for her song. She also explained that during the rehearsals, she heard the winning song TikTok in her ears. Um, implying that the winner of Dora was determined in advance. In addition, Nina admitted that Albina's song is not her cup of tea. (laughs) She also emphasized the fact that it's easier to win Eurovision than Dora. 
And she didn't manage that in 2016, yeah. did she? <laughs> How would you know that? <laughs> I have to say, when I was watching it, there was a moment where the camera cut to her in the green room and she didn't look happy and she necked a glass of wine so quickly. So I wonder if she was a bit tiddly when she was writing that on Facebook afterwards in the heat of the moment of not winning. I mean, yeah, you're going to be disappointed if you've been built up as the the favourite, but didn't cover herself in glory. The producer of the show responded in a way that I think is gloriously passive-aggressive, saying, as far as I was able to understand, she thinks we let her compete at Dora so that we could work together against her. She couldn't explain to me why we would do such a thing. At least I couldn't understand why Nina Kranich thought so. And it's not that I haven't read those emails carefully. That's somebody putting you in your place. But yeah, fantastic song. Uh, Nina Kralich with, uh, and Alkonos the Balkan with Rieka. Our next song is called Mezamisli, Just Imagine, and it's by Beta Sudar. Lisa Jane, do you want to kick us off with this one? Well, now, (laughs) I can't can't read out notes that I have for this song because we're not allowed to swear on the Second Jerry podcast. I mean, um, okay, because you should always, if you haven't got anything nice to say, you shouldn't say anything, or you should try and find something nice to say. Um, Blue is a nice colour on her. Baby blue, PVC. Latex. (laughs) I only said the colour. You know, that baby blue is a good match on her skin. I've got a description of what she's wearing. I think that's all I've got. (laughs) I've got a description of what she's wearing. I'm not sure if it'll match yours, but I've got, she's a vision in a baby blue PVC crop top with a frilled miniskirt with matching thigh-high boots, which seems a bit much for popping down the library, which is where the song seems to be set, uh, with a man on an armchair reading a book with a picture of some shelves behind him. (laughs) um i mean it's a it's a jolly pop song i do like that and there's clear that she's a woman in charge she's singing about taking control in a sexual way um it's quite saucy and her love interest is sat in this armchair reading his book um i have to say she's trying to tempt him but he seems a bit more interested in his periodical um (laughs) but he gets up and craps his creels around a bit before another man comes on stage and literally throws him off set uh the second dancer then comes on and dances around a bit he's showing a little bit more interest in beta sudar um but then the other one comes back in having ditched his shirt and his glasses clearly intended to show that you know he's not quite as bookish as he was seeming at the start and then they they hold her aloft in the air at the end of song there's a bit in the middle the middle a i have to read this out because it's just hilarious because it appears in Eng- the songs in croatian but this appears in english over the backdrop so you can read it as well as hear it 
in the middle eighties. Call me lady, call me honey. I can be your baby bunny. For this ride, you need no money. Uh-oh, oh no. Call your daddy, call your mommy. 911, there is nobody. Nobody, uh-oh, oh. That's, that was like the calling cards that you find in phone boxes. <laughs> to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. But look at her outfit. I kind of, you know, we, we kind of in that world, aren't we? Yeah. Um, I mean, we're yeah. all sexual liberation, but... Listen, she turned a book nerd into a braid dancer, so it had its it had its effect. The second guy, when he jumped on the furniture, I was just like, "Get, get off the furniture!" These little things that you break you out of the, break you out of performance. You're just like, "Oh, get off! You're ruining things." They wouldn't let you do that down Zagreb Municipal Library. Would they? <laughs> <laughs> They'd definitely be a. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I, I'm like this, Jen. I, I, I think it's, it's kind of adorable. A happy, clappy song. Absolutely no depth to it at all, to me. But fun, fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. The next song we have is called Zolubian in Love, and it's by Camby. <laughs> Um, this is a Balkan ballad in the clapper tradition. We've got four male vocalists on stage. They're all in black. They're stood at corners of a square shape on the stage. Um, and there's lots of monochrome on the set. There's an image of the sea, uh, the rough sea in, in monochrome. It's a song about, it seems to me to be about the gratitude and the appreciation of love. Um, I think this is... This kind of Balkan ballad is a style that we do see a lot at Eurovision, or we certainly did in the mid-noughties, and it felt like a song in this style was going to win before much longer, and then, of course, we got Molitva. I think Molitva is a much better example of the genre, um, because whilst I like this, I've definitely heard um, and seen better versions of this kind of song. Um, but some quite some quite nice beards on display, I thought. <laughs> <laughs> we we um i think it starts in monochrome doesn't it actually the the camera effect as well and um, with some dark lighting but it kind of leads us in i was i was quite surprised and in fact i looked around the room when we were choosing this at secondary the team and everyone was sort of like oh this is better than we remember um the harmonies were really on point it was really quite beautiful just you know put yeah put a man in a waistcoat and i'm halfway there to be honest i do like a good waistcoat um yeah, I just, I really, I really enjoyed this a lot more than I thought I would. And I, yeah, I really thought we, that's why we should talk about it. But what were your thoughts, Lisa Jane? Well, quite similar to yours. I um, I went back and watched Dora again, knowing that I was going to do this. Um, I remember that I liked this, but I hadn't quite remembered how much I liked it. And I was like, oh no, this is, this was really good. Why, why have I not, why didn't I buy this on iTunes? So I went ahead and bought it on iTunes because I, I like it. I mean, talking about Nina's vocal, I think this is another really good example of great vocal work and great vocal work in harmony with, with other singers, which is what I love to do and what I do do. So for me, I love anything where you've got more than one voice on stage and you get that kind of really nice vocal work. And sometimes it works. 
and sometimes it doesn't. And sometimes you get examples of that in the same national final as we did in this one. Um, so, you know, this for me, I really enjoyed this. I enjoyed it much more than I remembered that I had. If this had won, I don't think it was in any chance of ever of actually winning. But if this had won, I would have enjoyed seeing it at Eurovision. But I don't think it was in, in with a shot. It was very low in the jury vote compared to the public vote. Our next song is called She's Like a Dream. It's by Mia Nigovitic. She's like a dream. Now, we liked Mia last year. She came equal first. Um, so I was really looking forward to seeing her song this year. It's very Dua Lipa, styling too. Her style is very Dua Lipa. Vocally, very, very strong, I thought. She's still very young. And I always have to I always remind myself when people are young, you have to judge them with that in mind. I feel like this is progression as well from last year. This is what I want from younger performers. If they if they can progress and you can see progression, then they're on the right track. They're doing quite well. So, yeah, you know, I the, the, the dresser, my notes, I put dressed as the Jetsons meets Harry Shuku girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I thought it was a stage just right, though, and um, doesn't doesn't really, really go anywhere. Has little variation, but um, a, a good, solid pop song for me. Lisa Jane. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I I want to see Mia not go away in a horrible way but go away and work on her performance work on her vocals work on growing as an artist I want to see her back in Dora in about 2025-26 because I think by then she will have just developed so much more as an artist and be able to take a song to a place I think you're absolutely right it's sort of it's a good song and she's a good performer but she doesn't really have the skills and experience to kind of take that that song through the performance journey that it needs to go on but it was very good I enjoyed it and I I maybe wouldn't have voted for it if I'd been in Croatia but I enjoyed watching it I certainly if it came on at a Eurovision thing somewhere where I was I'd happily bop along to it it's a it's a good song but she's a great artist she's definitely got a lot of potential I I think she'll I think she'll be back in Dora and I could see her winning if she if she continues to grow in the way that she is growing. I think she is growing. I think when she was um, the winner of um, season one of Sjedice, which is a talent show in Croatia. And um, I think there was a, a bit of a glow up from last year. I mean, you know, last year she was on stage in glasses this year. She looked a lot more confident. Um, she was a young woman this year instead mm. of, you know, uh, a girl last year and I think you know she's she she's definitely developed so I think she shows a lot of potential for um maturing as an artist and I agree I'd like I'd really like to see her coming back I thought she had a great voice actually um really enjoyed this it reminds me a bit of TikTok I mean it's staged in a not dissimilar way mm. um in the national final 
It's got that very 80s um, retro feel. You know, it's got, it's had the blue and purples, which were very Eurovision this year. It had kind of neon triangles um, on the backdrop. You know, it was, it was bang on. It could have, it could have slotted in very easily instead of TikTok, I thought, um, very similar. Um, the song about a love rival, I think the, you know, the, the theme again is a bit more mature than it was last year. So she's singing about, you know, somebody else. She's like a dream come true, but she's got nothing on me. She does everything you wanted to, but she ain't what you need. So there's a kind of little sassiness <laughs> and a bit of confidence there. So yeah, I'd like to see this back. It's a nice pop song. It's very light, but it's very pleasant while you're listening to it. Our next song is called Zapovai Slobodie Sing. Freedom has arrived by Tony Chitinsky and Kiki Raimovsky. Jane, kick us off on this one. <laughs> um, I mean, I quite like a bit of old man power ballad rock stuff. I quite like that. I liked it. We had it in uh, with what's his name in Norway. Oh, I've forgotten his name. Jorn. Was it no, 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 the the like Viking dude with the beard. Oh, Ryan Alexander. That's him, Ryan Alexander, yeah. him. You know, I quite like that kind of old blokes taking on the youngsters at their own game. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, I say that they're probably about the same age as me now. I, all these youngsters that come on the stage and I I think I'm one of them and I'm not. I, I really like this. I mean, I, as I say, I do like a bit of rock. I do like a rock ballad. This kind of sits in a, I've got a few little sweet spots at Eurovision. One is the sort of, you know, um, like like um, Nina bought this kind of like folk sound I like some Scandi pop in the right place and I like a bit of old rockers too so this this one I, I like this was, this was one of the three that I was like yeah I'd like this to win this would be cool mm-hmm. yeah I think that I, the problem with they had like chess staging and they were dressed in opposite colors it was it was it was styled quite well but the problem with that is that when you set up a chessboard and it's on stage then it's on stage that's it you're stuck with it so it was a bit like okay got it <laughs> you're a chess piece mm-hmm. um so yeah um and I had just finished watching the Queen's Gambit as well so I was like oh my god chess is on the brain um but I, I it's great you know I it's it's them doing them it's very authentic but it's a bit meh for me it was it didn't really fill me with it didn't rouse me like you know can be did so yeah it's it's a I, I agree good song but bit bit meh I think it is all in the staging for this. It is very Queen's Gambit. That's what I thought. Um, you know, whether that was so prominent in people's minds late autumn last year, so crept into the staging because it was one of two chess themed presentations that we had this year. We had Laura in Finland um, with a chess piece straddling. Oh, yes, yeah, she straddled it. Like. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I, I think. It's kind of, the song seems to be 
um, have themes of kind of freedom and renewal and, um, you know, the backdrop's got sort of words projected kind of freedom, you know, freedom of expression and liberté d'expression, different languages. Um, and then there's a part in the song where, you know, they are, one is in white and one is in black. So it is almost if they're representing um, chess pieces, but as the song builds and grows to the kind of the middle of the song, it feels as though, you know, there's a kind of a reunification, um, you know, they embrace and they're, they're singing together and it's kind of, you know, the, the, the unity is there in that freedom. It's almost like the unity brings the freedom that they're, they're, they're singing about. A Balkenstein ballad, yeah, with that kind of sort of, you know, slightly elder rock feel to it. It's not really my style. And I think the staging probably added more interest than there is in the song. Um, there for me but yeah interesting to see a returning Eurovision artist after a long time from 1994 Tony Chetinsky with Nekti Bude so that is all of our selections for this week we will find out which one of those has been elected as the second cherry in just a moment but first it's time for this Matt and Monty's good thing of the week that is good it's good Oh, that's good, that is. Matt, what is our good thing of the week that is good this week? Well, on Friday, last Friday, so you have to work out when that is, but from, from where we are recording last Friday... About 10 days ago. About 10 days ago. If you listen to this on the first yeah. day. Um, we were at the first proper Eurofest since the pandemic. And um, yeah, it was a night at the RVT. As we know, that's where we have our live show. And this this time we had Suri on stage. Obviously, we know Suri. She was a UK entry in 2018, and she's become a bit of a fan favourite. Um, everyone's a bit meh about her song. Okay, fine. I think even she was a bit meh about the song. But mm-hmm. she is such a personality. So the reason why we want her to be the good thing of the week is because she came back. She was on stage. She was very humble. She was very sort of engaged with the audience, spoke, um, stayed around, chatted to people. And she felt so appreciative on stage. And at one point in the night, everyone was just chanting, Suri, Suri, Suri. And she was like, oh, my God, crying on stage. It was just really lovely. And I think if there was ever the perfect artist for Eurovision fans to come back and, you know, enjoy Eurovision songs again, she's the perfect person to have on stage. It was a great night. It was a great night. I think the whole energy of being back with friends and back in some semblance of reality was so powerful. So that's why Suri and Eurofest are our good thing of the week that is good this week. Matt and Monty's good thing of the week. That is good. It's good. Oh, that's good, that is. So it is time to reveal which song has been selected as the Croatian second cherry for 2021. Now, Lisa Jane, you don't even know this yet, do you? I don't know. I was like, do I get to know beforehand? I don't. I'm excited. So, Matt, do the honours. Well, our song selection for Croatia is Nina Kranic with her song Rijeka. Very, 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 very happy about that. <laughs> it was a fairly unanimous decision, I think. 
Was it unanimous or was it not? Could it be fairly unanimous? Anyway, <laughs> most of us liked it. No, it was. I think it was. Yeah. yeah, it was an easy one. We picked this like that. Yeah, as you, as you said, it was exactly what you want from a, a Eurovision song. And great performance, very entertaining. So we're almost at the end of the show. Just want to say a big thank you to Lisa Jane for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a, it's an honour. I've been listening for, to Second Cherry for ever so it's it's lovely to be on really really sweet thank you so much and, and i'm still wearing my cherry mask that you made us thank you very much oh yeah, oh, yeah i forgot i, I made you cherry mask yeah I, I haven't got it with me today actually but i honestly i like it because it's looser fitting than the ones i do so sometimes i like it's a, it's a holiday for my ears so uh, <laughs> they're fantastic you can find our, those masks back on our instagram actually if you search back on our Instagram, you will find photos of us in those very masks. <laughs> absolutely fabulous. Do you have anything you want to plug? Got a couple of things, places people can find me. Um, you can find me on Facebook. I've been listening to the entire Eurovision Song Contest from 1956 for a year, and I've reviewed every single song. Oh 1,644 songs. I've re- written and reviewed all of them. And it's on Facebook at Eurovision from the start. So you can do that. And you can also find me as part of the All Out Eurovision team. That's also on Facebook. And what's the other one? Twitter. I never go on Twitter. I'm rubbish on Twitter. So yeah, people can find me there if they want. Yeah, It really is remarkable. I I mean, I'm, I apologise for not having kept up with Eurovision from the start, but it is actually a remarkable feat to go through and give an opinion on every single Eurovision song that has ever been. Hats off to you. It's a commitment. (laughs) I'm just, we're literally, we're going to get to the end of 2021, like on the 31st of August, ready for the new season to start. Then I'm going to do all of junior Eurovision as well, because I'm a sadist and I like doing stuff like that. (laughs) You certainly are. You can get in touch with us, dear listeners. Uh, we are on Twitter at Second Cherry, on Instagram at Second underscore Cherry, and on Facebook at Second Cherry Podcast. You can also email us, which is hello at secondcherry.vision. That's hello at secondcherry.vision. Dot vision, not dot com. Dot com is for losers. Yeah, don't be a loser, be a visionary. <laughs> <laughs> We would love to hear from you, so please do drop us a line, let us know what you think of the show, let us know how fabulous you think we are. Uh, don't get in touch for any other reason. <laughs> no, do, do. And don't ask us for tickets for the next Eurofest because we can't help you there. So yes. you just have to watch our socials and Eurofest socials as well. Yes, you have to be lucky. Thank you, Lisa Jane. And we'll be back with our penultimate show of this season, just two countries to go. Who will it be next week? Find out then. Bye. See you later. Bye. Bye.